When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says unconditional confidence is the simple result of being genuinely comfortable in your own skin. You know your strengths and your weaknesses and not only accept yourself but lovingly offer yourself to the world just as you are with nothing to hide. Joining me on today's show is Gail Van Gils. Gail, she is an award-winning author, a mindfulness teacher and leadership mentor. She opens the minds and hearts of her clients and helps them find the courage and the resilience to deal with uncertainty and challenges of change as well as to uncover the confidence to excel in life and in work. Now on today's show, Gail is going to share how we can break the loop of worry and reduce our stress. She's going to talk about the nature of fear and how we can use that knowledge to help ourselves and your team and our teams and your customers to deal with this, especially in this time of uncertainty and change, as well as how to access unconditional confidence so that you can feel grounded no matter what occurs. Welcome to the show, Gail. Thank you, Anne-Marie. This is really awesome to be talking to you. I love it that you're in Australia too, and I'm in Florida. So it's just I'm really okay. great. I know. We can connect. That's what I said. I've been doing a lot of virtual travel all over the world, but of course, through StreamYard, which we're using today, and of course, Zoom as well. But I love the topic that you're sharing today. So timely uh, and so relevant. And, and also too, because I think no matter what's going on in life, there are always things that happen, circumstances, challenges, right. and how we respond and, and how we move through those is, is really going to determine um, whether we can move forward with less stress, less anxiety, and so forth. So just tell, tell us, Gail, how did you get into to this field? Was it something that, a topic that you always in, enjoyed sharing more on? What what was your story, the, the, the snapshot version? The snapshot version. Well, basically, I've been interested in mind awareness and um, what it is to be human for all of my life. And I essentially um, discovered that the issues that are addressed when one practices meditation and becomes self-aware and therefore more comfortable with oneself and, and kinder to oneself are the very same techniques that allow us to be resilient, empathetic, and compassionate towards others. So it became a natural thing to want to share that with my business customers. 
And was that something that you'd recognised and observed in yourself and in others too? Were there circumstances that that kind of led you to to, to understand this? And how did you come across some of those things, which obviously you're going to share today? Well, through my own practice, really. So this is this is my own experience of looking at my own mind and being, my own emotions and feelings, and then actually what happens is that in the i've i've lived a long time <laughs> i say i've lived long enough that these things that are like sort of ancient wisdom the wisdom of um spiritual traditions actually about the nature of mind and who we are became known in the world as like emotional intelligence right mm -hmm. something that you can talk about in business but it's that same human development we're just human beings every one of us whether we're a leader follower an entrepreneur whatever we do we're human beings and we need to be aware of our humanity and we need to um, become friends with ourselves and we have to know we're not perfect. And trying to be perfect was basically one of the big things I had to get over in life. <laughs> I think we all can relate to that one. Let's talk about how we can start to break the loop of worry and reduce our stress. What insights can you share with us here, Gail? Well, a lot of this has to do with actually the neuroscience of how um, fear operates. So basically fear and worry are there to protect us. And we all know about fight, flight, or freeze, what happens to our brain when it thinks there's something we need to put all our attention on, like in the past, a tiger attacking. So our prefrontal cortex would shut down. We're not gonna have like a lot of analysis about what should I do. We think, let me get out of here. Uh, now we have fear and we have flight and we have you know, sh uh, frozen emotions and frozen prefrontal cortex over uh, a bad email or our boss yelling at us or you know, the situation that we're in now of uncertainty and change. So when this starts to add up and really um, take over, it becomes a repetitive loop. Our hormones are going, we're full of anxiety and we can't get out of this loop that closes us down only to look at what's wrong. So we start ruminating and fixating on the things we think are wrong that we need to run away from, as opposed to being able to relax, open up and see what the solutions might be. Mm. So that's how we get caught. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. And and often when that happens, it's instantaneous, isn't it? We don't it's even yeah. yeah, it's reactive. You mentioned that earlier, that we're not responding, we're reacting. That's correct. And so when someone then wants to break that, obviously there has to be some slowing down, doesn't there? There has to be some different thinking. So, for, And for people who've often, they've realised, well, they've been reacting a lot, to get to that stage of that slowing down, evaluating, that can take time to do, can't it? That, that does take real intention. Right, but I mean, you... For, for long term, you can practice something like mindful meditation, breathing meditation on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And that will have an effect on your brain because every time you notice that you're in a ruminating thought and you stop, you observe that, you come back and you replace your attention on the breathing every single time you're breaking that loop, right? So you're starting a new habit. But in the moment, if you have a little bit of that training, even just a little bit, in the moment, if you remember, you can do this sort of stop technique. Stop, take a breath, 
observe what you're feeling, and then proceed. So you can remember S for stop, T, take a breath, O, observe what you're feeling, and P, proceed. So that's really getting out of reactive mode and into responsive mode. So yeah, this is something we can that. do. Mm-mm. And what, what's good about that too and, and what you're sharing today, the first step is really having awareness. Yeah. awareness of that because when we have awareness of things we can decide and and obviously make a different take a different decision and of course stop the acronym that you shared is certainly going to allow us to do that I would imagine too that as you continue to do that you find that that almost becomes the response and the well, reaction is, is you do that automatically now hang on what's what am I feeling about this what's what am I not getting how could I choose to respond yes yes you're creating new habits and in fact, that's what the neuroscience also shows. That's, you know, I'm sure you've had neuroscientists on your on your podcast, but that is what it means to have a neuroplastic brain, to change your brain, is that when you interrupt an old habit and create a new habit, you're creating new neuron bridges between yeah. a stimulus and a response. And so instead of the stimulus going to a reactive response, the stimulus goes to this considered response. Yeah. So, yeah, it changes your whole life. And, and, and that re- response to relax and pause first changes everything. Really, it does. And it, you're right. It begins with awareness. Yeah. And something else that, uh, and, and you might be able to share some insights in this as well, is don't give up when it doesn't happen after the first time, second time, third time, fourth time. I think the, the creation of new habits uh, the reforming of new habits can take, I think it was, I think Caroline um, Meese, I think her name is, or if I remember, I hope that's correct. She was saying that even uh, uh, 63 days or something like that, that you could create a new habit. It, it takes that long to do that consistently. I've heard also 30 days is, is you know, yeah. you, you're pretty good if you do something for 30 days. So if you yeah. want to start a habit of exercise, you get up and every single morning you go out and you take a walk. Yeah. It feels weird not to take a walk after mm-hmm. 30 days or even sooner maybe, but 30 days, I think that's pretty good. So, I mean, 63 is even better. Yeah. <laughs> the, longer, the more often you do it. It really is embedded. What I love about the breathing aspect of of that and slowing down and and mindfulness, you talk about mindfulness, I think because, uh, well, previous to COVID, I mean, many of us have been thrust into the the mindfulness because we haven't been able to go out anywhere. So um, that's one way of looking at um, kind of being in lockdown, of of course. But there's real merit, as you said, there's real merit and opportunity to... um, change things just by slowing down and taking a deep breath well it's it's absolutely almost magical because um it it gives you a new perspective and then you can get curious so that's sort of the next step is you had a story playing about what was going on if you take that breath you slow down you become aware you go oh is this true Maybe this is just a story that this is a scary thing or a dangerous thing or that I need to shut down. And it's this shutdown that's the problem. So you have the brain has its way of shutting down, but also with our stories, with our thinking that we know what's going on. Mm -hmm. We get caught in the pattern of thinking, oh, I'm afraid this is going to happen. I'm afraid this is going to happen before. Maybe this is going to happen again. And so you've really narrowed the possibilities to either what's happened before, what you're afraid is gonna happen in the future. But when you can slow down and open up and be curious, gosh, anything can happen. 
Yeah. So yeah. it really changes it. I love what you've you've reminded uh, me of there is that you know our thoughts and our our, our beliefs around something. I mean, we may uh, be sitting there and someone speaking to us, and it might remind us of a similar situation or that that really caused us some you know some emotional uh, you know things going on there. And so we start to presume, don't we, that this person who's speaking to us is coming from the same place, and that the internal chatter that's going in. So, uh, what would you say then? to someone that okay so I've slowed down I'm doing my breathing uh, how do you do you also can you also break and interrupt those patterns of you know that the inner critic that the the, the the inner chatter that is often so often going in in our heads and we can end up creating anxiety just in ourselves can't we That's by following that pattern of, of and the inner chatter I'd love some insights if you've got some to share here too well we are our worst critics, as we know. <laughs> we, we have a constant dialogue going about what's going on that is not really the way that other people see us. Yeah. But again, it begins with this awareness. When you see how you're treating yourself, you can actually stop. If you can hear it, you can, again, you can ask those same questions. Is it true? What am I afraid of? Allow yourself to feel. See, a lot of times we're, we're saying these things to ourselves like, you're not good enough, you can't do that, you know, whatever we're saying, but it's almost because we're afraid of trying something. We're afraid yes. of failing. We're afraid of not being enough. So this fear, again, this restriction, it's always fear and restriction versus sort of courage and curiosity and opening up what could be possible, you know? I mean, it's, it's just amazing if you can become aware that you yourself are limiting yourself. So if we create enough space to ask, is this true? We can move from completely believing in and identifying with those words that we're saying to ourselves to realizing that we're very similar to everyone else who has these thoughts and give ourselves a break and treat ourselves the way we would treat a friend and say, it's okay. It's not really a bit, is that big a deal. Just relax. It's going to be okay. I mean, we can be kind to ourselves in that kind of way. Great, great insight there, Gail. Let's talk about the nature of fear and how we can use that knowledge to help our ourselves and our team and customers to deal with this time of uncertainty and change. Well, it is something that um, is really exacerbated right now. So um, we have unforeseen challenges. We have additional insecurities about dealing with the unknown. And again, this is where if we acknowledge it, if we feel what we're feeling and we allow ourselves to let that move through us and we allow ourselves to feel those feelings, that, we do, that it's not wrong to feel those feelings, it's actually pretty smart. Things are a little bit out of control. Then you realize that part of the problem is you're trying to control the uncontrollable. And so when you realize that, you can relax even further and just take a look at what do I have control over and what do I not have control over? And that can be a great help in this sense of sort of paralyzing fear. And additionally, in terms of dealing with our teams, we can be allow our teams to be open and to share what they're feeling and allow that fear and that insecurity to be normalized and then say, so what can we do here? What's the opportunity? 
What, what can we do differently? What does this allow us to do differently that we couldn't do before? Maybe we can spend more time talking about things because we're not spending as much time traveling to get to each other. I mean, just take a look at the positive opportunities in this situation and see what we can create. And, mm. and openness is what's important there. And I think what you've just shared can really also be used not just to, um, you know, eliminate fear or stop you, yourself from really creating that fear, but also even anger. You know, if I think to what was going on here in Melbourne, there was a lot of anger of, over the fact that we had to be in lockdown and people just could not believe, um, you know, that we were in, in lockdown and that we had to do that. It was like, well, they're controlling us, which in, in effect they certainly were, but it was like, you know, well, you can either get really angry and frustrated about it or you can choose. And I just chose to go, well, I'm doing this because of these reasons and, and this reason. And you know what? In that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to use this opportunity. So, and really that is exactly what you're saying, isn't it? You can stop be mindful of it, be curious, what opportunities are in there. All right, something may be different, but what what do you have control over? And when you start to look at things that way, um, I think that really does stop, doesn't it, any possibility of ongoing anger, frustration, fear, those sorts of things, yes? Yeah, I think you're describing resilience. Okay. So you're, you're describing this ability to look at a situation squarely and say, okay, so what am I going to do? This is the situation. How am I going to deal with it? It knocked me off my original plan, but hmm, okay. So now I have more time at home. I love podcasting. Maybe I'll add an extra podcast, right? And in my case, I think I, I need to get nighttime lighting. I'm, I'm noticing that I, I have beautiful daytime light and I almost never talk at night. And because of our time difference, I, it's nighttime. And I can, so this is an opportunity I'm seeing, oh, I'm talking at night and I need nighttime lighting in my room. So instead of making things into a problem, you see them as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And also in terms of anger is, is a good example. Um, you have the opportunity to either be angry and identify with anger. I'm angry. I'm angry at them. Like, you know, really objectifying this thing. Or with awareness, you can tune into, I'm feeling really angry. Mm. What's going on here? Why am I feeling so angry? Well, already by saying you're feeling angry, you know it's a thought and a feeling and it's not you. So you, it, it's permanence, it's hold on you is already less. And that's, that's a very important um, dimension. Again, of awareness, all of this has to do with awareness. Without awareness, we are just on autopilot. We're just yeah. being reactive. And then our emotions have control over us and situations have control over us. Yeah. And as you're saying, you know, the, the fear, it, it, the fight and flight and freeze, that in some instance, fear is actually a good thing. Anger can be a good thing too in that, hang on a minute, some of my core values has been challenged. How am I going to respond? How am I going to speak into this? So it's how we do react and respond that is going to be the determining factor about how we use that. So I love the way that you've, you've, you've said that because for me, it's like, look, I'm, I may be sitting there, but what I'm not allowing control over is how it, it allows me to make me feel. I'm yeah. not going to feel hopeless. I'm, and, and in fact, I'm going to use that to bolster up so that when we are finally out, 
um, yeah, there, there's growth there. So again, it's always looking and being curious. I love the way that you've shared that. And I think also too, when we start to do that, do you find that just doing that and having done that and observed that and, and, and lived that out, that you start to impact those around you? Because they start to see you, it, it, like obviously if we've got a team, being a leader of a team, seeing us do that that and respond this way can actually encourage and empower others as well. Well, it's extremely important because people look, well, if you are a leader, people are looking up to you. Mm. And um, it, it, it's how you behave, not what you say, is really <laughs> what makes the difference. And so if you have a positive attitude and a let's figure this out and I can do mentality and hmm, this is a real challenge, isn't it? This really stinks. Well, let's see what we can do, you know, together. And what can I do as a leader? All of those, those ways of being are what impact others and give them sort of the um, permission, mm. permission to let go of some of their fear. Yeah. Because um, our society is not particularly encouraging this way of thinking. Podcasts like this, certain thought leaders who are talking about, hey, this is either your moment to grow and thrive when everybody else is freaking out, or yes. you could freak out. You have a choice. We always have a choice. Yeah. And, and you talk about resilience in, in that, uh, and, and even tenacity and perseverance to create that, to to be able to build that, if we look at, you know, resilience and tenacity over being a muscle, if we use an analogy, how we build muscle, we're there lifting weights. We're actually tearing muscle, aren't we, when we're building weights and it's in the knitting together that the, the muscle strengthens. So to become resilient, to have tenacity and perseverance, guess what? It doesn't just come to you like that. It, you have to experience circumstances. And that's right. If you think about some of the greatest inventions and innovations have come from the deepest of, and darkest of challenges and people have had to, to think their way out, out of something. Well, okay, here's a wall. How can we dig under it, go through it? Can we blow this wall up, you know, as an analogy, over the top? What what right. different ones? I think as leaders of business, if we don't create a culture that, in, that, um, that invites you know, ideas and, and 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 that kind of process, and that they don't get stuck, you know, in fear, anger, and 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 so forth. Then um, we will, you know, we will continue to be stuck. So, I absolutely agree with that. Let's talk about something else that I know that uh, you'd love to share some insights. And this is unconditional confidence. How can we access that so that no matter what happens, um, today it's this situation, I'm sure in a few months, a few years, there'll be other situations that we need to um, to deal with as well, but how we can unconditionally feel confident and feel grounded. Okay, so this gets a little deeper. <laughs> so this is like how you look at yourself as a human being. So we have a personal self and personal self is like our personality, who we are, um, how we act in the world. Um, we have certain strengths, we have certain weaknesses, and often our sense of confidence comes from being good at something, being experienced or educated in something. What happens there is fine, those are your strengths, but if all of your confidence comes from conditional things, where you might be the smartest person in the room and then somebody else comes into the company and then you feel jealous or you feel off your seat because now this person has a higher education and they're they're younger and they're more up on the, the latest skills or whatever. Everything is 
everything can go out of balance or the world can change like it's changing now. And so that which made you feel secure and confident can be pulled out. Then you have underneath your personality, underneath the ways that you act, think, and be, you have your sort of fundamental self, and I call it your vast self. And that's the, the, the you, the basic humanity that you almost share with all human beings. It's who we are fundamentally, that we know that's who we are. That's what we're always trying to get back to. And when you practice meditation, because as I said, that's my... Um, that's my training technique is to practice meditation and sit quietly and become more and more aware of my nature. Your nature is fundamentally spacious, relaxed, awake, wise, and compassionate. That's our fundamental nature. And that's where you find the ultimate confidence is if you can rest in that place where you're not always comparing, am I the best? Am I the most? Have I done this perfectly? But that's where you just are you and you're comfortable with being you. And so it's a, a place you have to experience, but it's totally accessible. Also, as you're sharing that, I'd, I'd imagine that what you shared earlier around taking a step back, being curious, what's going on here? Um, it opens up also possibility to to be more mindful around collaborating, recognising that everyone brings different gifts, strengths, talents to the table as, as well. Because I think comparison is certainly, it's like, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of things. Oh, if only I did that certification. Oh, if only I had yeah. this and then we realize you know what when we do that we minimize where who we are where we've been the the conversations that we can contribute to and and what we can offer and do you find that as people start to do that it, it's it's almost like that saying you get really comfortable in your own skin and doesn't matter what's going around because you just know you have this this knowing don't you yes and when you know this is what i work with a lot with my clients is helping them to see their own brilliance. And that when they start getting excited about, oh, I wanna share this, I wanna do this with the world, like that's it. They already completely have it. They're fully confident when they're expressing that. And it's only when they start to compare themselves, oh, am I really ready to do it? Oh, I don't know, I don't know enough, I don't have that degree yet, I don't have that certification yet. That's when they stop themselves. So if they can just sit with the wisdom and joy of sharing what they have and they can just get into action and they can open themselves and be vulnerable and say like i wasn't i'm not perfect and i never will be perfect and that's cool because that means i'm like you <laughs> because the person you're talking to isn't perfect and then they can you can really have a dialogue and like you said you can have a collaboration on a team you can say hey i don't know the tech part of this thing i really want to accomplish this but I'm really having a hard time with this aspect of it. Can you help me? Rather than, I mean, at one point I tried to do everything for myself. I tried to make my own website. I tried to do all my own, everything, you know. <laughs> I tried to learn every software there was. And I was sort of mediocre at most of it because it wasn't really what I was interested in. And then when I finally said, no, this is what I really want to do. I want to talk to people. I want to share with people. I want to be one-on-one. -on -one. I want to go out and train. I want to do these things. Then the other people showed up in my life to fill in the gaps. So yeah. it's kind of magical that way. 
Yeah, it, it is. And and I love that that's kind of gone full circle back to what we've we've uh, titled the show, you know, Breaking the Loop of Worry and Reducing Stress. Because what you've talked about in this last point about looking at what other people are, are doing, maybe now recognising that because of certain circumstances, we have had to shift our thinking. If we're always looking at what is no longer possible, the, the decisions that have been made that have stopped us from doing something that we might have... Um, enjoyed doing or, or, or changes that have stopped whole industries. I mean, I, I know some industries that are thinking, how do we get, get back? If we look at that and constantly look at what's no longer possible and so forth, it stops us, doesn't it, in getting curious and saying, well, what do I have control over? How am I going to move forward and allow you to give attention and energy and focus to moving forward in, in a way that can open up possibilities. You know, often you hear these, these stories where people have come out of, you know, like the phoenix rising. They talk about the phoenix, which is kind of the bird, I think, an, an analogy, the metaphor right. of a bird that rises up from the ashes um, in that yeah, some of the, the 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 darkest valleys that that people have gone through, they've reinvented, and they are now in a place where they say, "Man, I I'm so glad I'm here." And and that event that happened actually was what catapulted me to where well, I am. Well, that's true. Disruptive events are often the catalyst for us to do something. Yeah. I mean, I I was trying to do a project with somebody for quite a long time. And um, I was trying to do this project with the other person because I was feeling insecure and I thought they were so much better than me um, that I, you know, I wanted to align with them. And then that person really disappointed me and pulled the rug out from under me. And that was the greatest gift I was given because then I went, you know what? You just have to do it yourself. And that's when I wrote my book. That's when I became really, really comfortable being me. So, you know, this disruptive situation of things stopping, things not being the same, it's an opportunity to learn what's really important. What do I have to give in this situation? And I think it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic chance for people who are entrepreneurial or who have small businesses. We can pivot more easily than a huge corporation. So the audience for this particular show, I think um, we're in a very, very good place mm. to, to pivot and explore, try new things. There's nothing to lose. There's, there's a lot of opportunity to talk to people on social media now and, and just see what people need from you. Yeah. You know, what's that say, saying I've heard a few people say, you know, your pivot could end up being uh, the purpose of your business moving forward really, isn't it? Because you yeah. realise, my goodness. Um, and, you know, I was just speaking to, to someone in the UK yesterday, Gail, and he was saying that a large corporation um, has now decided to sell their building because they realise that their staff works far more productively. They do have a younger generation of staff, so they will have a smaller office where it would be a bit where, where they can gather yeah. and so forth but uh, you know that that they could lam be lamenting that oh we can't get together in in the organization and it but there are incredible opportunities as, as you say look I, I've just so loved this conversation Gail for people who uh, who recognize they may need a bit more support in this area what's the best way for them to connect how can they find out more about uh, your services and and what you can offer Okay, well, um, please write to me, um, gail at transformyourculture.com. 
And um, I have a course. Um, I, we don't really have a, do we have a chat box here? Can I? Um, um, do. Did you want me to write something up here? Or? Well, um, I'll put my email. And then there's also a course that I um, just did that is available on unconditional confidence. Yes. I, put, I wrote out the link for myself in my notes. Let me copy it. Hang on and this me. is this is um, this might be something that people, if they if they like this topic, would be interested in. It's on a new a new platform called Mastermind.com. So I I priced it very low because I wanted people to be able to try out that platform, which was a little glitchy, you know, when I was doing the the, um, the recording of it. But actually, it worked out okay. So it's a chance to experience this material um, at a very, very um, low discount price and see if you like it. If you like it, get in touch with me. And part of doing that is uh, you get a free um, coaching session with me. So then we can talk and talk about these things. And good on you, Gail. You, you're, you're walking your talk. You say, get out there and just do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of different technologies and so forth that I know businesses have need to, needed to adopt. And, you know, just like we, we create a new behaviour and new habits and what you've encouraged us to do, if we're using a new piece of technology, maybe for some of us getting in front of videos or whatever, do it 30 days and another 30 days and before long you will have uh, embraced that technology to, to be able to share your message and make yeah. a much bigger impact in the world. So thank you once again for coming on the, the show, Gail. It's been a, a pleasure Thank speaking you, to you. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.